You're listening to the Build a Better Business series from the More Than More podcast. We're here to share the essential tips, tricks, tools, and strategies you need to build a more sustainable, profitable, and enjoyable business. Let's get started. Love it. We've got a new intro, and it is January 2023, and we're kicking off the year. Dylan and Angela. Yeah, we're super excited to tell you all about this contest and this idea of getting in the path. Like, that's where we're headed this year. Uh, I cannot believe it. It's uh, it's January and we're already in sales contest mode. Right. Like full on sales contest mode. Here we go. Uh, we're starting early. Yeah, we need to. Okay. So we're recording this uh, a couple weeks before January. Uh, we're uh, making sure that we've got everything that we need to kick off the sales contest. And so right. if you're hearing this, it's because it's the second week of January. Second week of January. And we are focusing all of our efforts this uh well really this two month period on really what what do i call it the um the first line item on your job description absolutely get out get in the path and so i'm not sure are we talking about the whole year that we've got planned for people here no that's kind of a separate thing so that'd be kind of fun to maybe super quick start there so this this podcast guys we're getting practicable practicable that's the word that is a new word yeah uh, we're getting practical about getting in the path, and we're going to dig into the idea behind that, yep. some practical just thought process ar- around yep. getting in the path, uh, maybe change your philosophy a little bit about lead yep. generation. Get your head in the right space. And then even talk practically about the, uh, contest, the contest itself. itself. But yeah. let's back up. So we are spending the entire year mm-hmm. focusing on the fundamentals. Absolutely. And we're going to be sharing more with everyone about this in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, but the idea behind the fundamentals is there's really only so many parts of a well-functioning real estate business. Yeah. And we'll just start with the first part. The first part part is lead generation, yep. lead incubation, and conversion funnel. to appointments. Yep, top of the funnel. Um, and so we just have a unique way to describe that. And we call it getting in the path of business, which is what we're here to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yes, getting in the path. That's the number one thing that we're going to go do first. Put your head down for January and February. And we wanted to kick it off with some big ideas first. Um, so a couple of big ideas here. Um, what is, I mean, when you think get in the path, what are some of the, did we like make the biggest up? concepts? Did no. We, where did get in the path come from? Um, I heard it first from you and actually from Joe that you are actually in the business of, I think we made this prospecting. up. Like really, truly we own this like, phrase. I think I should trademark this one. I, our, our sales contest two years ago was also named this. Oh, I think 10 years ago yeah. we had a sales contest called getting in the path. Okay. So Maybe if, it's yours. If someone can tell me where this originated from, I'm happy to hand over the trademark. But for okay. now, I'm going to say we own the phrase. I'm good with that. Yeah, getting in the path um, really originated from the idea of trying to rethink what the work is to be done mm-hmm. at the at the top of yep. the sales funnel. Like, yep. What is the job in terms of lead generation? And it was really just this idea of rethinking uh, the business that we're in. So it starts with um, uh, the idea that what's beautiful about real estate is that unlike, I think I used to talk about vacuum sales, where yeah. you show up, you knock on the door, and you've got this vacuum. Now, yep. they may or may not need a vacuum, but when you're selling vacuums, your job is to get them to believe they yep, need a vacuum. They need it. Yep. And so you're creating demand, and sometimes you're creating fake demand. You have a widget, and you're trying to get someone to buy the widget. Because they what's, think they need it, yeah. Well, what's, well <laughs> because they want to make a yeah. commission check. Yeah. Um, and what's beautiful about real estate is we don't, we don't do, have that. To do that. We don't have to do that because the demand in real estate is inherent. Like people wake up and all of a sudden, uh, well, yeah. uh, what, what are the five Ds the that five he D's. talks about? Divorce, death, uh, yeah, diapers, divorce, diplomas, and, or diamonds is the one I was missing. And then you've added three more. But do the, do the first five again. 
Diamonds, diapers, death, divorce, diplomas. Okay, uh, one at a time. Diamonds. Um, every every year, every month, every week, people are choosing to partner up. Yep. And that means they might have two houses to sell and one to buy, or Correct. two rentals to get out of and yep. one to buy. Or, but it's inherent. Like that's never going yep. away. Nothing going in the to market is going to change whether or not people need to go do that. Diamonds next. Um, diapers. Uh, we make babies. Right. Babies need bedrooms. Bedrooms are in houses. Absolutely. And so that's inherent. That's not going to change. It's organic and intrinsic to the human endeavor. Next. Diplomas. We'll stick in the happy side first. Uh, we uh, we either are moving back and forth because now we've got education needs or we're graduating, we're getting better jobs, we're increasing our income, we're increasing our uh, capacity to spend and our quality of life. And so we're buying bigger and better houses. All right. Death. Um, yes. Yeah, I know. I'm like going to the fun ones. Uh, uh, the point isn't necessarily just death. Like it's like divorce. Um, is it is divorce That's the, the last one? one. Yep. Yeah. I mean, death and divorce are stuff happens in life. Yep. And, Unfortunately. and there's always going to be that. And so every time divorce is, I believe one of the largest driving forces Reasons. in uh, increase in real estate purchases. Um, divorce means sale of one and typically purchase of one or two in the coming months. And death is the same. Life happens, is always changed. People need to buy. People want to buy. Yep. And there's nothing we have to do to create that demand. What were the three extra ones? I, these are really good, actually. So desk is like diploma, kind of. Desk is job change. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I moved from one town to another or I get another job. I'm a, I don't know where I got desk difficulty dogs, but I didn't know. No, these are, up. yeah, they're great. Difficulty is, uh, well, think of 10 Just years ago, change. hardships, uh, lose my job, uh, change in life, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then dogs was the one we added. So, yeah. which I think can include cats. Yeah. Pets in general is the category, I think maybe. Okay. <laughs> but but it, that doesn't start with a D. So yeah, I mean, the idea starts with the demand is inherent. Tom Ferry calls it the five Ds. Um, And then what happens is there's this intrinsic, and this is where we got the idea from, there's just a path. Yes. It it starts with some life event, and then people embark on this journey. And there's a way to map the journey. It's not always the same, but traditionally it's pretty... Um, it's pretty predictable yes, yes, you what, know what they're happens gonna go down. next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and we'll talk about that path a little bit, yep. but ultimately I'm thinking of buying. What's the first thing? I'm a millennial. What do I do next? Jump on Zillow. Even maybe before that, I think. Start researching it maybe. I mean, thinking about what I and need to I know. I think even before that. Hmm. Just start looking at houses? In I general. think I talked to mom. Oh, okay. I think I'm at the Christmas dinner table and... Mom says, well, when are you guys going to, okay. you know, you've got a ring on it now. And they're like, sorry. <laughs> What's your gonna? plan? And then they're like, well, geez, we're just going to keep know. renting. And mom's uh, dad steps in and goes, well, you know, home ownership is the. Really the way to go. And so, so the conversation typically starts with loved Family ones. Family dinner table. Yeah, mm-hmm. engagements yeah. And, and asking questions about that, which then progresses to a little bit of online research, which yeah. then progresses to Maybe starting Zillow. to look at houses, yeah. Eventually that leads to maybe going to some open houses mm-hmm. And it's not till then that they're starting to get bombarded by some agents. Um, And so then there's a path. Yep. And and the idea is how do we intercept people along the path? If we Mm -hmm. don't, if our job is not to get people to want to buy, and and this is the psychology I want to get to, if we think that our job is is to to get get people people to to want to buy, buy. then what we're doing is becoming an annoying vacuum cleaner salesperson. But if we realize that we don't have to do any work to create demand. Our job is to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. 
be in their path. Yeah. Well, and then, then the question becomes, well, where is the right place at the right time? Is it at the open house? Well, yeah, maybe, but, but it sounds to me like that's about six or seven steps down the path, Yeah. but it, it doesn't matter where you're intersecting them. The later down the path that you intercept these people, maybe the more work you have to do to convince them to choose you, mm -hmm. the earlier you can intercept them on the, the path. Well, the, the greater opportunity you have to be their trusted guide yep. and, and source uh, of information the whole way through. Yeah. So that's getting in the path of, uh, of, of real estate. Our job is not to create demand and lead generation is not as complex as we think it is. It is if you're buying leads or if you're calling yeah. FISBOs. Yeah. But the reason those things, FISBOs and expireds, are so freaking hard is because they're at the already end of the decision. path. Yes. You've got someone that's already listed their yes. house and they've probably been looking online for a long time. So what's your value proposition to them? Yeah. But if you can catch them at the dinner table, when, when dad yeah, says, be, yes. hey, like you guys should think about buying and I've got someone you need to talk to. Yeah. Well, you're, this is massively more impactful in terms of your capacity to intercept them at the right time. Yeah. Um, Tom, I just thought about this. Tom Ferry kind of has another concept for this that he mentions um, that's walking, jogging, running. Um, so the walking is the learning stage. So we're even talking about in their path, there's, there's something right before that learning stage is like somebody planting the seed of the idea, like dad at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. So uh, <clears throat> kind of thinking about those stages and Zilla lives in like the running stage. So would they've already kind of, they've decided this is what they're going to do. Right, so we want to be further up in there. Some of stages. them, right? Because there's two Zillow phases. There's the hobbyists that right, basically just love looking at houses. Hundred percent. They're <laughs> yeah. always looking at what's for sale, and yeah. that is relatively early in the path. Yeah, and that's where if you own some Zillow or you have a lot of you listings, get a little bit of both. You can capture them early, but then there's the I'm actively looking for houses. Yes, and those people, I mean, they're the better lead opportunities. But odds are they're already affiliated or connected or some, somehow. Well, if we're doing our job right, we've already intercepted those people a Way year earlier. before yep. before they were thinking about buying. We were the ones planting the seeds through yes. dad. Yep, absolutely. Um, I do want to cover the psychology of this though. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason that we came up with this idea <clears throat> in our sales contests and just as a framework is to help agents shift their psychology, not just their actions, but they're thinking about lead generation. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've been taught in many companies and in this industry that we've got a prospect. We've got to show up and we're going to make these calls. And, and then we call people and the script is, hey, so are you thinking about moving? Are you thinking about moving? Well, you just became that car vacuum salesman, salesman, vacuum salesman. Yes. You, are, you are forcing demand in yes. where it isn't. Now, if you call 10 people, one in 10 statistically Might. is going to yeah. be considering a move this year, mm -hmm. but they're also going to feel like you're trying to shove it down their throat Yes, for the other nine, at least. Um, and even the 10th is going to be like, yeah, but like, this is just an arbitrary, like, why are you calling me? Um, what I love about the psychology of thinking about lead generation as being in the right place at the right time, getting in the path is it changes our comfort and also our confidence Absolutely. about the work to be done. Calls, notes, Popeyes, even being at open houses, we're not forcing anything on anyone. In fact, the product isn't housing even. The product is us. us. Yep, you as the expert advisor. Uh, and, and us, we're capable and we know that we've got their backs. And so, guys, getting the path is, is a way to shift your thinking to understand they don't need you. They will buy either way. Absolutely. And you don't need to create demand in their heads. You just need to be a resource. And the best way to be that is to intercept them early on their path so you can guide them through the entire way. That's yeah. getting the path of real estate. Yeah.
be an option. You have to be an option first before you can even be in their path, right? Like lay all that groundwork. Yeah. Um, I love we, um, when we were talking through this too, we came up with another um, go fishing upstream, right? So I like that visual. Um, we wrote that down and I, I think that's good for me, a visual person to go, yeah, like find them way early on. That's just another way to kind of hang your hat on that go fishing upstream. So the ultimate downstream is expired. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not that that's bad, right? Right. Um, then further downstream, I guess, is things like oh, open e- houses. Even open houses. Yeah. Or pretty- I want to go see a house. That's a Zillow click kind of thing. And there's, there's, everyone could argue and say, well, some people just go to opens as hobbyists. And I guess also. that is further downstream, but right. you're still passively waiting. Absolutely. But the highest upstream that you could fish. Uh, because I guess the, the now it's not a path. Now it's a river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Changing your metaphor. You got this long river and like the further downstream you go, the more people have been fishing. Yeah. And the more whatever pollutants yep. there are. Yep. Right. So the higher upstream you can go, the closer you are to the source. Now the metaphor breaks down because the fish <laughs> swim upstream. <laughs> some do, some do. <laughs> but you get the idea. Yeah. The further upstream you can go, the, the less competition ups. there is yep. and the purer the opportunity is yeah. to get in with, with these people. Yeah, I like that a lot. So that's the big idea of getting in the path. So there's the second big idea um, about the rate of transaction. This is um, something that was newer to me more recently. Well, new to me kind of too. I hope I can do this justice because um, I only heard this a little while ago and I'm like, this just makes intuitive sense. Yeah. Um, there's, I, I guess, let me start with the simple idea. If you have a hundred people in your database mm-hmm. and we know that some percentage, now it's different for everyone because if you're a 40 year old, there's a pretty, there's a different percentile of those hundred people in your database that are all 40 years old on average that are transacting this year. Yep. And let's just say that like people move every eight years now on average. And so in that space, it'd be, um, that's, you know, one in eight of, of those, those so yep. 12%. Let's say that you have a 10% transaction yep. rate yep. in your 100 people. That yep. means if you have 100 people that you're staying in Constantly. touch with, communicating with, staying in front of, there's a 10% rate of transaction. 10 people are making of those 100, yep. Now, again, if you're a millennial and you're just getting started, <clears throat> maybe your rate of transaction is only 3 or 4%. Right. Um, but, but it is what it is. Like some percentage of the people that, that you're you know. engaging yep. with well, that you know and, and are engaging, engaging with, um, are going to transact this year. Now, the the principle here of rate of transaction is therefore increase the number of people you're engaging with. Yeah. It's real simple math. Yep. If ten percent are going to transact this year, um, and you had two hundred people, well, now that's twenty. Now, it doesn't mean that all twenty will buy with you. It just means that if you're, you're Odds have increased. Well, doubled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so if you can engage with 300 people, then there's 30 of those that mm-hmm. are likely to be transacting. Mm-hmm. Now, the quality of your engagement with those people, the nature of that um, would increase your capacity to convert those 30. Yeah. But, but the first pr- principle here is real simple. There's a number of people that you're engaging with. Yeah. And there is a transaction rate within that group of people. If you engage with more people... You have a hundred, it's just that simple. Now, when I first heard this, it kind of flew in the face of some of our philosophy because what we've taught for years and years and years is you don't want a database of thousands of people. You want a database of like a hundred to 150 that you actually intimately build relationships with to create referrals. Yep. And so we like keep your database smaller. Yep. We've always taught quality over quantity in that space. Yes. 
And that's true. And, and also. And, yeah, the more people we're engaging with, the greater the likelihood is that one of them will think of us when they think of real estate. Right. Just um, numbers, right? That just intuitively makes sense if you think of the math on that. A hundred percent. And so I think as we look at our contest and what we're trying to do here, I think we're trying to hit both of those yes, nails on the head at the and. same time. We need to figure out a way to, one, retain the depth of relationships, the quality wow. of relationships. Because dad... Just because he got an email once a quarter from you doesn't go to his kid and say, you need to work to. with Sally. Um, that's that's one of your A-plus people that you sent to Disneyland last month, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, you did a Popeye. Yep. But we have to do that. And we have to make sure that yep. there is relevant, helpful communication going out to the broad, broad well, hopefully not 100, hopefully two or three or four yep. that we're creating top of mind exposure in their in their thinking because our rate of transaction, um, well, uh, fundamentally, the more people we're talking to, the greater yes. the likelihood that someone is uh, going to work with us. Real so, simple. Like I think you like you said the the math on that is something that we haven't really approached in that direction. But there is a phrase that I learned early on from both you and Joe that I think does make sense in this this capacity, which is your success in real estate is directly proportionate to the number of people who, when they think of real estate think of you. So that is where we kind of have had that philosophy, but it's just, we haven't really thought about it in the scope of the math. <clears throat> Love it. Two, two ideas. Right. So get in the path, change your psychology. You've got to be in the right place at the right time and you've got to be upstream. And secondly, we've got to be positioning ourselves in front of the more most people. number of people that we can, because the more we do that, the greater we increase these just mathematical odds. Yes that these people are going to turn to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's getting in the path, kind of in a nutshell, right? Absolutely. So I want to spend some time digging into a little bit more on this buyer path, seller path. So like just thinking more about the psychology of maybe where these lead sources are coming from and really thinking more upstream than maybe what's more, what's better as far as more upstream for some of these. Yeah, so let's work through this together because I've, given the some thought, right? Right. I think I've covered one portion of it. Let's start with buyers. Yeah. Um, I'm making the proposal that the furthest upstream is working by referral. Yes, absolutely. Is the friend, the family member, the, the person that just bought. If you can do such a great job of making sure that they're an advocate, then when their best friend turns to them at a cocktail hour and exactly. says, you bought recently, like, how was it? Yes. They say, you know what? It was actually amazing. It was a couple of hiccups, but man, Angela had my back. I had such a great realtor. Do you have a realtor? Yeah. So I think that is the highest up the path that we can we be. We can possibly hope to be, I honestly. Yeah. I think there's some interesting changes that we just need to be thinking about on the buy and the list side in terms of what that storyline looks like. Yes. And the change that we're dealing with is a complete lack of inventory. So certainly there's a, there's a slight lack of demand right now. People are nervous. Yeah. Which in my mind makes them less likely to go online and go to open yes, houses. To even start the learning stage. Correct. And more likely to be asking friends and family or dad, yeah. frankly. Um, the other thing that's changed is much less inventory. And so it used to be that it was easier to lay traps like open houses yes were great places to get people because we had lots of them and people loved looking at housing yeah well there's very few houses that you can do open houses exactly. with these days yeah. and so there's fewer of those opportunities there's also fewer things to look at online so when i'm wanting to buy 
um, I'm jumping online. I'm looking. I'm like, well, there's just nothing for yeah. sale. So You're almost I, disincentivized to keep going down that. I might sometimes. even go back to work. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people are just looking at houses at work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe I'm like, okay, Man, cl- close realtor.com, go back to this. <laughs> Um, and so that changes the buyer path because there's fewer opportunities for our buyers to raise their hands yeah. and become excited. Yeah. And so in my mind, in a market where people are a little more anxious, interest rates are a little bit higher, the, um, the psychology of the market's a little bit different, and there's fewer things enticing people. Absolutely. It's, it's maybe even more important than ever before to ensure that you're positioned upstream. Yeah. Um, that you're having conversations with people uh, that probably do have an internal desire to buy, but don't have all the same stimulus going on that creates the opportunity for them to jump up and down, raise their hand, and, get excited. Yeah. and then you can run towards them. Yeah. So I think the buyer path in this environment is a little shifted. And I think the seller path it's, is too. Yes. You've got a lot of people that own real estate. They, they, well, I'm, I'm one of these people. Absolutely. I would like a different house. I want another bedroom. I need another garage. But I'm but. locked in at 3%. And why in the world? <laughs> and there's yeah. nothing online that I'm finding. I mean, anything I'm looking at online costs twice as much as what I've got. And so I'm just kind of keeping to myself. Yep. And so again, I think in that environment where there's not as many opportunities downstream for people to raise their hand, right. we have to put on our hiking shoes, yep. hike upstream, and go have a bunch more conversations with people and position ourselves high up the path yes even before they're raising their hands because they are tomorrow's buyers yeah and the problem is in this environment when they do finally decide that they find something that yes. they're looking for it's going to move super quick too. yes i mean there's the, no like middle path anymore the, maybe yes, yes i'm either just sitting around or i magically find the yes. one and all of a sudden i'm under contract because i had to move that quick and so it's a very interesting environment that we're in for buyers and, and sellers in terms of what the path looks like. When the path used to be several months right. and there was lots to look at, I think our strategy was different than it needs to be today. Yeah. So I guess I'm making a case. And the case is that the reason we're starting the year with two months of getting yes. the path is I think that now more than any market I've seen in a decade is the time that we have to focus on getting in the path of business upstream. Yeah, and being more creative with our ways of thinking on how we can do that, how we can go about that, and finding more of the the Dylans that are on the fence about selling, you know, like the different types of seller paths. When you can't talk to me and say, well, you should buy, you should buy, you should buy, because like, I'm, I'm going to look at you and say, yes. So, so you have to change your communication with me, and you have to help me think through my house, and you have to help me understand what financing options might be, and you need to help me start looking at maybe new construction options or invisible inventory options or yeah. but you got to play the long game with me yeah um because you can't just say well don't you know spring starts in january we should start looking yeah. i'd be like well what are we going to look at dummy yeah. so we have to be more intentional i think more opportunity than ever before if we can go upstream yes. and we have to be more deliberate and intentional yeah um so yeah more is there more to say on this just unique opportunities that present themselves as we move forward into 2023 so i think we've already kind of touched on the mm-hmm. idea of this market backlog, right? We've touched on the idea of true, real fears and anxieties and trepidations about this stuff. Um, is, is there more to be said kind of in the, that opportunity space or is that thinking of that? Well, let's do the two that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, there is a back, a backlog. Is that the right? There's a log jam is yeah. really what to say. And the thing blocking the river is 
people don't want to, yep. people don't want to maybe put their yeah, houses but what's on the market. Blo- what, why? What's blocking them? Because they can't go find what they want. Most sellers are buyers. Okay, there's an inventory problem. Mm-hmm. What else? I mean, honestly, some of it is the houses can't be built. We're underbuilt too. There's that, and mm-hmm. then I would I would add that the biggest one is just the interest rate situation oh, yeah. that we're in. People are so there is a. No, did any fewer people put diamonds on? No. Any fewer diapers, divorces, <laughs> deaths, been like more diapers and all divorce. of that <laughs> stuff kept going on. Like nothing changed. And actually, economically, most people are pretty secure in their jobs still. And there's just, oh, no, a recession's coming. And oh, my gosh, they cost a lot more. But the same number of people with organic demands still happened in 2022. A bunch of them just said, pause. Oh, absolutely. Um, And they stepped aside and they're just watching. And waiting. So you've got that, which means you've got a little buildup going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, my house backs up to a creek yeah. and we got a bunch of beavers and uh, there's beavers all up and down this creek. And it's really, really remarkable to watch because they're always building dams, cutting down the freaking trees, um, <laughs> but they're always moving the dams too. Yeah. And so you watch them like literally change the height of the river. So they'll like move further Crazy. upstream and they'll start building this dam. And all of a sudden you've got like stepping stones. You've got like a two foot drop between one layer of the river and the other. What we've done for the last three months is the interest rates and this backlog, this inventory problem, just built the dam. Yeah. And so the water didn't stop flowing. It just flowed and couldn't flow past the dam for a little bit. But the water is rising Mm -hmm. and it's building. Mm -hmm. And that build is there's a lot of people with places to move. And yes, housing is really, really expensive right now. But guess what? So are rents. Yeah. There is no way around this. Climb just as fast. Just as many people need a place to live. Yeah. So I think that there's, there's the, this backlog of opportunity that's sort of out there, but, but I think that there's a lot of questions in their minds. Absolutely. The, the other thing um, is, uh, oh, there's something else on, on the back. Oh, the, just our, uh, our demographics. Oh, yeah. There is a massive Shift. pool of millennials. Like everyone talks about this and we've been teasing these yahoos for several years now <laughs> and they are yahoos. They do deserve it. Um, but oh my gosh, it's the largest demographic population demographic yep. that w- we've seen in terms of, if you look at the, the, the shape of yes. the curve and they've been delayed in normal home buying because of student loans and because they're waiting longer to marry to and married. have babies. Absolutely. But here's the deal. They're hitting f- mid thirties and forties. Yes. Uh-huh. So like millennials today, the, 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 the first round of them are hitting 40. They are the largest buying pool we've ever seen. They want to live in nice places. They yes. have jobs and they're starting to knock off some debt. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that these people, well, they have to live somewhere again, rent or buy. Yeah. So you've got major demographic and backlog forces. But I think that what we've got is a whole new level of like fear and intrepidation uh-huh. and, and uh, scarce, not scarcity. It's just, there's a lot Nerf. of questions. They're just, yeah. Like what? I'm not sure. I'm very unsure right now. Can I buy? Yeah. Should I buy? Yeah. Is it going to crash? Is it going to crash? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like they have no reference point. They weren't around in 2007. To, to they, feel were, that. they were still like, they were in diapers. <laughs> and <laughs> so I think that given this dam and the backlog and given this energy that's in the mm-hmm. air right now putting your hiking boots on walking upstream and engaging and getting in the path with all these people who are kind of part of the log jam mm-hmm. is 
an incredible investment in your time, energy, and effort. Yeah, and that goes to me. That speaks to even just knowing what to say. Like as you're, yeah, as you're going hunting and going further upstream, you have to know how to interact with these people. So it is, it is addressing some of these fears and like, like which takes about. me back to the psychology. Because if you're walking upstream and you got your hunting rifle and you're like, you need to buy, you need to yes, buy, you need to buy. Just completely wrong message. You're tone deaf. Yeah. But if you walk upstream and go, hey, like, yes, it's been a scary few months. Like, here's some things you need to yep. know. And here's how we are helping people right now. And here's why you need to think about, um, yes, it's at a premium on interest rates, but consider your alternatives and consider your options and guiding people through that. And I'm not making a case for anything that hasn't always been true. Yes. I think what I'm saying is it's more true today coming into 2023 than I think it's been for about a decade. Yeah. And so we're like really putting our work boots on and saying, I think we need to do everything we can to help our agents think about um, their proactive activities to go get in front of people and have conversations about this stuff. Yeah. So, so I think we've talked about some of the opportunities exist, right? Like I, I love that you brought up the millennial generation, right? I love that you also brought up like there's a bunch of renters that need and want to buy at some point. All these Ds are still going to be happening. Do you see any other unique opportunities coming in 2023 that we haven't addressed yet? Wow, I feel like you're leading me somewhere, but I don't know where. No, is, I'm, is I'm honestly just asking. Uh, well, I can think of one that I know we did talk about a while ago. Um, <clears throat> market share shift is where my brain would go. Okay. Um, it's not a great time to be a brand new agent. It's a little harder. Yes. Um, but if you put your head down, just like any market, I mean, a lot of our top producers started in 2007, 8, 9. Yes, so they did. It's not like there isn't an opportunity. It's just, this is a challenging Different. market to be new. Mm -hmm. um, but there's another opportunity. <clears throat> when things tighten up, like they're tightening up right now, we, we see massive shifts in market share because we see market opportunity. We see sales freeing up from the top of the uh, list of agents. So you got, yes. imagine DMAR, you got 2,600 agents. Yeah. The top 10% of agents in DMAR um, do like 80 something percent of the business. Yes. And that's true nation, nationwide, yep. every MLS. Two things happen when markets tighten up. The first is that a bunch of people drop off the go bottom away. of the list. Yep. They go back and get jobs. Yes. Another thing happens. People in the top 10 to 15% that have been doing this for 30 years move to Florida. Yeah. Or just, just spend more time with grandkids. Yeah. Or um, just get like disheartened and, yeah. and, and become, frankly, a little outdated. Yeah. They've been riding the tide, right? A hundred percent. Years and kind of went for twenty years. Yeah. I've been doing this, and I've just had a big group of people, and but but I always had inventory, and now all of a sudden I don't, no. and they they don't catch up. And so my point is, um, the people dropping off the bottom of the list is interesting, and it's good because it kind of cleans up the clutter. Yeah. But it doesn't free up a lot of production. Exactly. They're not selling anything anyway. Yeah. It just gets rid of a bunch of bad licensees doing open houses, um, but the but the movement at the top of the funnel. <clears throat> is, is incredibly interesting, interesting mm -hmm. because you're talking about 10, 15, 20, 30% of the market in these times of shift, shifting downstream, uh, back on the, back on yeah. the stream. Yes, we do. Um, and I've seen this before. We saw it in 10, 11, 12. So the guys who survived seven, eight, nine, yep. uh, when the market turned all of a sudden, a bunch of market share opportunity just got picked up by the next group of people showing up. So, yeah, I think there's an opportunity. I think there's a challenge. There's a new challenge. Yes. It's different than what we've had before. I think we were well overdue for a challenge. And I think this challenge is one that anyone that's willing, I'm just going to keep using these stupid metaphors, anyone willing to put on their hiking boots and go yes. upstream it's good. 
you're going to see a bunch of market share opportunity freeing up as this uh, beaver dam breaks. Yeah. Because at some point, guys, people, 4.5 million, 6.1 million, it doesn't matter. A lot of people are going to be buying and selling houses yeah. in the next few years. And it's not a question of like whether it's four, five, or six, one. It's a question of how many of those you're, you're going to get. Yeah. And if the, if the nature of the path, the path that buyers go down, the, the path that sellers go down has shifted slightly, um, then the work to be done is to figure out where the conversations need to be had. And frankly, we've just been a little lackadaisical. Like it's been flowing so quickly that all you have to do is stand anywhere and along the street. probably happen. At some point, something jumps on your hook. Yep. Uh, well, today, I think we got to um, take a look at our bait. Uh, this metaphor is so stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> Keep rolling with it. We're rolling. You might as well, right? I think you really got to think about what you're fishing with. Yeah. And you got to look at your gear and you got to look at how you're doing this. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm just excited, frankly. Absolutely. And anytime we, we flourish, we always flourish Absolutely. as a team and a company in these kinds of markets. So. Yeah, that's the opportunity. I think we should go take it. Absolutely. So that really flows nice. Let's let's talk about the contest. I'm excited about it because honestly, um, put our head down, do the activities that others aren't and won't be doing. Um, so that's kind of the whole context of this. Um, get in the path idea. So I'm super excited about um, yeah talking through this a little bit more. So it's fun. Well, and I don't want <clears throat> to knock you off your course at no, all. I do want to say this as a caveat. Um, everything we do to go generate leads is getting in the path. So mm -hmm. buying Zillow leads is getting not, in the path not. of business. Yes, yes, 100%. So our sales contest for the year is uh, it's getting in the path for the first two months, uh, just as a little Maybe sneak. Maybe teaser, okay, go for The next month we're, we're kind of moving to some marketing-related yep. stuff. But uh, for the first two months, it's this. I just want to say that we're, we're honing in on particular portions Correct. of getting in the path. Correct. And we're doing that because of the nature of the shifted path right yes. now. We're doing that because this might not be the best time to focus on Zillow because not many people are searching or it might not be the best time to Definitely be in changed. open houses because there's a blizzard outside. Yeah. But it's a great time to be talking to people. It's a great time to be updating people on the value of their real estate when they have a whole bunch of concerns and fears and questions rolling around. Yeah. So as a caveat, this yeah. isn't um, getting the path is broad and yes. all lead generation falls into yes. that. We're honing in on some portions Very of that. Very specific, yes. That, that we're pretty darn confident that if you go do this for the next Will two work. months, your year is going to be a lot better. Will so. work, absolutely. So yeah, in this unique space, yeah, we did make some strategic decisions about what we want, wanted you to focus on, I would say. Um, so yeah, we're going to go do this for six weeks, guys. Um, we're super excited about um, the way we're packaging this is kind of uniquely thinking about these five plays. Um, and these five plays, one, are the things that we're saying we are pretty confident if you go do these things and do them well and put your head down, um, they will help you win and set you set up for success in 2023. But we also wanted to kind of show you the path to go um, maximize your point opportunities because, um, of course, this is a contest, right? You got to make it a little fun and have some competition here, too. Um, so these plays not only are what we believe is right, but we also want to show you how to go maximize your point opportunities in these five different plays. Yeah, well, and, and start one step earlier. Um, the, the goal of the contest is to maximize yeah. the number of touch points that you have with exactly. people. Let's go get in front of people. It's re really that simple. Yeah. The way to do that is to get a bunch of points. <laughs> yep. Um, and so the point is the points. The yeah. point is the number of activities that you can engage in. The plays, well, these are just strategic yeah. ways that we think are the best ways to maximize those points because mm -hmm. there's ways to package your activities in a way that you don't just um, – you don't you don't just have a conversation with someone 
you you well you don't just send them a market report yeah you touch base first you follow up afterwards you send some follow-up information and you really leverage that opportunity to embed yourself in their thinking. Yeah, and, and it's a whole series of, of, think of you. yeah, it's a whole series of, of events, right? And not it. just one thing. So actually, let's dig into market reports a little bit. Five more, major plays. Yeah, five major <clears throat> major plays. The first one is market reports. This is one hopefully you've heard us say lots and lots and lots of times. Um, but yeah, market reports. Be the market expert. The idea of this one um, is not just the market report itself, right? It is the before work, it is the be the market expert. And then it is the um, follow up that comes after that. Like you can't just send a bunch of market reports um, and expect all of, you know, all of the fruit to come from that. So um, market reports is to me is all about being the market expert, getting that in the universe, but then actually following up and having conversations with your people about it. Well, in my, I'm not sure if you want me jumping in on that yeah, one, absolutely. but <clears throat> um, market reports, because um give them the information. They have fears and anxiety, Because this is where people's heads are at right now. Yes, Uh, Whether they're buying or selling or not, doesn't matter. Like everyone is wondering, well, hold on. What the heck happened then? Did my, I got my my news estimate and it went down 20 something grand. So did my house lose a bunch of value? um, So market reports because it's the right thing to do. Market reports because it's a logical stepping stone into healthy conversations with people. And market reports because of the rate of transaction. Yeah. Because if you do 10 market reports, one of those people who probably aren't saying they're making a move this year are probably making a move this year. Yeah. And if we can engage them without trying to create demand, but rather create Just value. give them the information. Yeah. And there's nothing more valuable right now than an update on what's happening in my neighborhood and uh, what, what impact that is likely having on my real estate. Absolutely. I cannot overstate this enough. Like we should be, every Absolutely. person in our database should be receiving an update. We should be doing this twice a year with everyone. But right now, there's never been a better time. Yeah, absolutely. Something I've always coached to do with my past clients on, you know, anniversaries. But let's do more of that. And everybody that you know that owns a home. Um, okay, so our second play, um, digging into um, leveraging the challenge, right? So um, I like that this is the, I have a buyer. So there's a whole there's a whole play that we're going to create for you with with really great scripts. Honestly, guys, um, one of our goals here, honestly, too, was to give you the words to say so that you can go provide value and not feel like you're being pushy or salesy as well. So this, I have a buyer play. Um, yeah, be a hunter. This is like, go do the work to find the opportunities for your buyers. First thing I ever taught in real estate, Joe, actually, uh, <clears throat> I was still selling. And he said, hey, teach this idea to everyone, please, because he heard me talk about it. I, and the idea was um, never view a listing just as something to sell. Oh, yeah. Every listing should be leveraged as an opportunity mm-hmm. to generate two buyer leads. Mm-hmm. So all your marketing endeavors to sell but all your marketing also endeavors to capture opportunities. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the same is true with buyers, especially in this environment. Absolutely. Every buyer right now that you have is probably struggling to find what they're looking for. Yeah. And every buyer should be leveraged in this environment as an opportunity to reach out to your database, to get in the path of business and say, hey, listen, uh, I'm working with these people. This is what we're looking for. Given the market environment, we're struggling to find anything. Who do you know who? Mm-hmm. Like, is there anyone that you know that, right? Because here's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a bunch of people who actually would sell, but yes. they're not raising their hands because they don't want their house on the market and they can't find what they're looking for. We're helping people like that. Yeah. So I've got a buyer, they're looking for this. And I've got another buyer, they're looking for this. Who do you know who? Mm-hmm. And then again, to structure that as a play, like text someone, say, hey, do you have a minute for, for a call? call? 
make the call. Say, hey, it's a business call. Here's what I'm, I, like, help me with this. Do, yeah. you, do you know anyone that's looking for this? And then follow up with a, a personal note that says, hey, thank you so much for chatting with me. And then follow up with an email that says, hey, just so Again, you've got this, this here's the three things that I'm really looking yeah. for. And I p- feel free to pass this along if you know anyone out there that might, also might be know that people. kind of person. Yeah. Um, that's a wonderful touch. No one's insulted by that. Is it hard to make that call? Of course. It's work. Yeah. But it's the work that's in front of us right now. It's the work that anyone who chooses to do is going to be in a winning position coming and most the likely spring. these are people that already know, like, and trust you. So, I mean, to me, like, getting in front of the people that you already, <laughs> that know, like, and trust you shouldn't be as hard as, like, a cold, as a cold something. Like, so they, you're getting them involved in your business. And how incredible is that experience for your buyer who sees you doing that work for them? Like, yep. that just creates an amazing opportunity, I think. Yeah, it's a great opportunity in this market. Yeah, absolutely. So that's plan number two. Plan number two. Plan number three. Um, this one is get your people involved. So this is similar to that first one is in asking your people, um, you know, if they have a buyer. But this one's unique to, I'm going to ask them, hey, I have a favor. Um, so do you want to dig into like what, what favor we want to ask them and unique to the two maybe problems that we're seeing in this market? Uh, you might have to remind me the yeah. second problem yeah. because the, the first problem is the, the inventory problem. Sellers like stuck in their houses, right? Yep. What was yep. the second one? Um, oh gosh, no, I'm going to forget too. We wrote these. Yeah. We wrote these yesterday. It's, it's people having just questions about questions the market. About the fears and yeah. anxieties. Yes. More specifically so to that. Yes. We, we've got these great scripts in the playbook and run with them, shift them, tweak yeah, make them, them your make own. them your own. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's something very, very powerful about, um, asking people who know I can trust you for a, a favor. favor. Uh, do, do I want to explain this? Uh, yes, I think I was should. explaining this to uh, Angela a couple of days ago. <clears throat> when, when you, someone asks you for a favor, we would naturally expect that the person that gave the favor, that the other person would feel indebted towards them, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, and I owe you. And that is true. But there is another very, very strong psychological force that we know is true in the world is that when you do a favor for someone, you actually feel a sense of ongoing relational proximity and sort of like, care for them for the future yeah so it's like the connectedness that's kind of how i look at that you're connected well there's actually a sales and psychology ploy that people Mm -hmm. teach to get people to do a favor for you because if you Mm -hmm. can get them to do a favor for you they they carry that sense of connectedness Mm -hmm. in the future well look i don't want to be that sneaky but the the idea here is that there's a great script reach out to your people and say hey listen like quick business call the actual reason i'm reaching out to you is i'm actually looking for a favor is this a good time and they're like well what's the favor yeah Okay, the favor is, and then you just shoot straight. The favor is, we're dealing with some challenges in the market right now. And one of the challenges we're dealing with is people feel stuck in their houses. They want to move. They need a different house. They had the five Ds happen or the eight Ds, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but, but they've got a low interest rate and they can't find what they're looking for. So they feel trapped or stuck. Mm-hmm. And the favor I need is, man, if you know people like and that, if you have a conversation at a dinner party or, or a Christmas party, let me know because we are actually finding ways to solve that problem for people. Yeah. And I, I need to be doing that. And so you probably know those people because you know great people. Yeah. Um, and then the second challenge that we're having is there's a lot of people right now with questions just about their real estate investment. So I'm spending a lot of my time reaching out to people and providing um, comprehensive updates, updates on yep. their neighborhood. And uh, so, yeah, the favor I'm asking is if you, if you, I mean, I've got one coming your way maybe. But uh, also, if you know of anyone else, um, let me know because happy to have that conversation. We're just planting seeds. Yep. Um, the whole favorite thing you can use or not use, but yep. I think it's a great approach. Yeah. And then again, as a play, stack it. Yep. Stack the activity. Text, mm-hmm. personal note, do it. Maybe then engage in the market report with this individual. And then what a great opportunity if they do refer you to someone 
follow back up with a personal note again and a thank you call. All of those are points mm -hmm. in the contest yeah. because that's the game. How do we maximize prox uh, proximity and activity and get in front of people? Yeah, and that's it's a unique way to look at the who do you know who scripting um, that has been around a long time with Buffini um, in a very unique challenge to in this market space, calling that out and then the who do you know who, which is I love with. And again, if somebody called me and asked me that question and I did truly know, like, and trust <clears throat> them, I really want to see them succeed and win. So, well, you do, but but let's be honest. Ninety percent of the time, if I say who do you know who, the response is I probably is don't have any. Oh, you no, don't I don't have anybody right now. And then I follow up with a note and I thank yes. you. And then I follow up with an email. And then guess what happens? The seed that I just planted in your head is still working. It's growing at night while you're sleeping. Yeah, that makes sense. And the next day, all of a sudden, either someone pops in your head or you have a conversation yes. at work. Yes. And and this is getting in the path. Getting yes. in the path isn't like somehow magically, if you have the conversation, they're going to refer you seven people. It's that you're constantly tilling the soil. You're constantly watering the seeds. You're constantly working this. That's getting in the path. That's rate of transaction. That's maximizing exposure. That's your success in real estate is directly proportionate to the number of people who, when they think of real estate, think of you. Yeah, that's turning on the reticular activator in a systematic way. Like you're turning on there. Oh yeah, Angela's in real estate. I know like and trust her. She's specifically looking for this thing that's turning it on every once in a while. This like isn't that, that hard, is it? No, it just <clears throat> makes so much sense to me. I get excited yeah. about it. Um, our last two plays, um, these are going to sound a little more traditional to things that we coach a lot around here. Just We really believe spending time with your people face-to-face. -face. Um, so play four is all about kind of one-on-ones, coffees, lunches, happy hours, getting in front of your people in that way. Good for them, good for you. Yes, it's so good. People people need their connection right now more than ever. Uh, I do. Yeah, all of us right now lack a tan. <laughs> we, we have a, a vitamin E deficiency yes. and uh, it's very easy to want to hide right now. But the best thing we can do is get with people, have coffees, have lunches, have conversations. Don't be a salesman. Yeah. Um, consult and, and then state the, the challenges that you're having. Yes. Like pull, pull out Some the, the I need scripts. a favor play Yes. and follow up with a note, follow up with a letter, follow up with whatever. And you're going to find that it does wonders for your soul and theirs. Yeah, absolutely. And then the play five, um, Popeyes. Um, and we, on this play in particular, again, whether you get in front of people or not, I would love for you to, you get more points if you get face to face or voice to voice with them. Um, but we're stacking the effect of the, of the play itself, but, um, Popeyes themselves, just staying in front of your people, connecting, um, yeah. And doing those along the way too. <laughs> Five pretty logical plays. If, if I've got 20 other plays that I want to focus on, is that okay? Uh, yes, because you're still getting in the path. I'm going to say yes. And I'm still getting the points. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, maximize points is the idea. Yeah. And yeah, stack your efforts, right? So like look at all these things as an opportunity to um, all the ways that you can get in front of those people and increase your odds to be an um, option. Can I play? <laughs> uh, well, we are going to have some really cool prizes, so you might want to. <laughs> Well, I, if, if you're listening to this, you've got the packet, you've, yes. uh, you've got the prizes in front of you. We're doing a little bit of inter-office competition as yep. well. Maybe maybe it is worth touching on yeah. the neighborhood news thing as well. Yeah. So as you guys know, we're focusing on points. We're trying to help you get in the path. Um, we're also doing a little bit of uh, whoever wins the number of points. That's kind of a fun thing. The yep. chips game is... Yep. Uh, I'm super excited. About whole that. bunch of grand prizes. Yeah. But we also have a little inter-office competition on the number of market reports that the uh, our offices do collectively. Yes. And the number of neighborhood, neighborhood news, news that we sign people up for. Yes. And I just want you to think about why we pick those two things. Market reports is obvious because it's the market of the moment. People need to know where things are at from yep. a consultative perspective. Yep. The neighborhood news thing is a little bit of this rate of transaction idea. Yep. We know that we've got a great tool. Like Moxie is not... 
the bee's knees. Problem it's not going to solve your world, yes. but, but it's a great platform for some basic, top solid, sound, top of mind marketing yes. principles. And that neighborhood news is a great tool. So we know that if we can get as many people as we can to Sign be receiving that. that on a frequent basis, um, we increase our rate of transaction. And so a um, little bit of fun on that one. We're going to be measuring across offices to see who yeah. can get the most of those done with our little magical Office algorithm. to office competition in that way. Yeah, it's fun. You got it. What else are we covering here? I think that's it. Guys, just go get in the path, honestly. We hope you find this fun as a good way to get um, out and do those activities. But honestly, just go do the activities and have some fun doing it. Uh, 2022 has been an interesting year. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm done with it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's a slightly different year that we're coming into. It's certainly not the one we left. But I, I just, I'm going to say it one more time. There is so much opportunity here for anyone who's willing to do the hard work. And I guess it's just interesting for me to say the word hard work because honestly, when I describe all the stuff, it's really not that hard. Right. Easy to do, easy, easy not, not to, to do. do, and it's up to you uh, which side of that you want to be on. So uh, yeah, let's go have some fun. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.